0: And welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where we try to just give you news, facts, information, interviews. You get to look through it, listen to it, watch it, and then you make up your own mind. That's why we have the dig in tool at justthenews.com. Soon we're going to have an app called Just the News where you can watch, listen, or read Just the News content in a, in a mobile phone. A little different, you won't have to have the web browser. You'll have a your own experience. We're working hard to deliver that to you because so many of you have asked me about that. In the meantime, we also have our subscription, our VIP club. And it's not about getting an ad-free experience, although that's one of the benefits. It's about creating a community of just the news, subscribers, readers, listeners, viewers, who along with me and, and the other great reporters and newsmakers we can bring in, get together once a month and talk about policies, learn from newsmakers, study documents that are in the news, study policies, debate policies. Uh, We have our monthly Just the News VIP club get togethers. They're the one thing I look forward to more than anything else right now. I love it. Uh, We had so many great people at the last one where we talked about the Hunter Biden scandals and uh, great questions, great ideas, perceptions. People had seen things I missed in my reporting. And so if you're a gigantic fan of having that kind of conversation, getting like-minded people together to talk about the news, facts. How about that? Not opinion, but facts. Um, you can go today to justthenews.com slash subscribe and uh, get involved in the VIP club. It's a, it's a cheap date, so to speak. It's $5 a month. What do you get for that? You get to join us on on these monthly conversations and we're going to have a big guest this month, not just me, but someone more important and fun and a newsmaker. But also, you get the opportunity to read and watch our videos and listen without advertising. So you get some of the the ads that some people find distracting particularly as we move to smaller and smaller devices um, and you get a chance to support the uh, the independent journalism uh, the, the the facts not the noise uh, that we try to bring to you here at John Solomon reports just Uh we're so so grateful for that and so today we've got a special guest somebody that I believe was the really the first abject, the first target of the left's cancel culture movement because it started back in 19, before we were using the word cancel culture, long before Donald Trump was bumped off of Twitter, uh, long before good reporters were being chagrined because they dare challenge the Joe Biden or left narrative. They dare challenge the Russia collusion bogus story. Uh, There was the early assaults on Dennis Prager and Prager University, Prager U, starting with YouTube, recently escalating to TikTok, where he was kicked off entirely by the platform. And uh, I think you can put an X mark over this extraordinary moment in time, 2019, when Dennis, his lessons for young people, introducing them to pro-American ideas, conservative ideas, um, suddenly Got to be called dangerous. Needed to be "quote unquote" restricted. I'm trying to figure out how about talking how it is that talking kindly about the American experience or celebrating the American experience suddenly became a uh, threat to humanity, a threat to America. Um, while Dennis Prager has been fighting this battle, the courts have not been friendly. Believe it or not, uh, they've sided more often with the big tech companies. But the tide is turning the the rapid escalation of cancel culture in America. Heck, we just canceled the all-star game in Georgia over an election law. What does an election law have to do with baseball? Um, I don't know. And And I can tell you one thing, the decision to cancel that game and move it out of Georgia, well, guess what? The people it hurt most were the African-American businesses around that amazing stadium, the vibrant restaurants and the street vendors and the hotels and the car rental places where many African Americans work. Uh, Atlanta is a wonderful city. I love it. I'd love to go visit it. Uh, It's a vibrant, rich city. It's the best of America. It's multi-ethnic, uh, it's blacks and whites celebrating their success in a city in business, their iconic companies, Home Depot, Delta, all there. But somehow the, uh, outsiders, the activists managed to turn Atlanta against itself, Georgia against itself. And the consequence was a great event, an economic great event that would have really helped the Atlanta economy after the COVID pandemic. We've all been through $100 million of potential business, according to my good friend, Alfredo Ortiz at the Job Creators Network, who first calculated that number, poof, gone. Why? Because somebody wanted to punish the Georgia legislature for a law that a few people didn't agree with. And the consequences are an entire city, an entire African-American dominated community, a baseball franchise, a great state is punished for just a disagreement over the approach to how we are going to conduct our elections going forward. I'm just not sure that's the America we all want to be living in anymore. Um, But uh, long before these things started, the cancel culture that took out the all-star, the cancel culture that took out John Schnatter at Papa John's or uh, tried to cancel so many other people. Dennis Prager was one of the early test cases and he has been fighting in the courts. He's been fighting in the court of public opinion. He has been steadfast that free speech doesn't mean you get to cancel the speech you don't like. That's not free speech. No one ever cancels the speech they love. It's the speech they don't like. That's where freedom is at its greatest protection at the American experience. And Dennis has been working for years to fight what has gone on in his domain, particularly his effort to educate young Americans who prager you to pro-American conservative values. You may not share those values, but you know what? Isn't it kind of silly and un-American that we would squelch, penalize, call such speech dangerous just because we don't agree with it? Uh, I just often wonder what could have uh, triggered such an anti-American movement like we're seeing today. We can disagree, but do we really have to cancel each other, silence each other, shame each other to the point of mutual destruction? Our enemies always dreamed that the America that would fall would fall from within because we'd be fighting with each other and we'd be asleep at the wheel when our enemies struck us. And I wonder today as I look about and we see the insanity, the hatred, the vitriol of attacking each other, canceling each other, destroying each other, whether our biggest enemies in the world are just laughing their derrieres off thinking we might have succeeded. We're better than this. We're such a great country. We're such a country of vast resources, vast people. When I look out at people today, and um, I don't see an African-American first. I don't see a Latino first. I don't see a white person first. I don't see an Irish or Polish or Haitian person. I just see a person, an American. And I think those who want to make this great country teeter are trying to get us to focus on identities and differences and grievances, as opposed to all the things that remind us of our unity in America, in the American experience, and the belief in a constitutional republic. Uh, Dennis Prager, he's going to join us, and I'm sure he has a lot to say on this in just a few seconds. But I, I, I paused for a second because I was at dinner last night with some good friends, and it struck me that it will be 20 years ago this September, this September 11th, that I lost several good friends in the towers, in the plane, specifically the plane that crashed into the Pentagon here in Washington, where I lost my good friend, uh, Barbara Olson. And I just realized it's going to be 20 years from that moment happened. Go back then. Go back if you can. If you were alive back then, if not, you're going to have to watch the videos if they're not censored. To how Americans rallied together. We didn't see black, white. We didn't see police officer and suspect. We didn't see uh, uh, Major League Baseball all star versus voting activists. What we saw, what we saw was all of us defending the great American experience against an external threat. And we tooted our horns when we went by a firefighter's home or a police officer's car to thank them for serving, because we saw how many of them rushed into the building that day and were crushed, burned to death. And I look out now and wonder, where is that unanimity? Where is that common American experience? Those who get us focused on strife and in, in grievances only have managed to keep our eye off of what makes us strong, what unites us together, and uh, I think it's a shame. Uh, and I, I want to just argue, listen, I have lots of liberal friends, lots of great liberal friends. We may not agree on things. We may disagree, but I would never in a moment cancel them, try to beat their business plan, scare their advertisers away, cost them their jobs, scare their neighbors, shame them. That's not what America is about. We're allowed to live and breathe and act as long as it's lawful in the way we choose how to pursue our happiness, our our. Uh, our destiny in America, manifest destiny. And these assaults on each other are designed to divide this great country. And those who are purveying them do so while making large amounts of money. A lot of these activists that are wagging their fingers and trying to get us to fight with each other and cancel each other, they're making millions off the strife. They've got consultants making millions off the strife. And here at Just the News, we are beginning a project to identify all of those consultants, all of those activists, and what they make in the business of getting Americans to fight, hate, um, despise, uh, cancel each other. We're going to start to expose it dollar for dollar, person by person, contract by contract, activism by activism. Not because we're trying to cancel those people, but because we want you to know and see and learn that there are large numbers of Americans who are trying to make money. The, be, the business of division, of hatred, is a very lucrative business, sadly. And I'd like to expose the salaries and the profits and the contracts. And we're going to put these networks together. And um, you won't be able to hide your dollars anymore because it's sitting in plain view. We're going to do it. We're going to work hard. We're going to show people Who profits off of division, off of hatred, off of destroying America's reputation, its fabric of unity? Uh, It's a big business today. Lots of people are living off it, living high on the hog. And we are going to call it out. We're going to illuminate it, not with rhetoric, but with facts, with documents, with contracts, with Federal Election Commission records, 990 tax forms. So if you're in the business of dividing America, if you're in the business of spurring tension and hatred and grievance against one another. We're going to investigate your business and we're going to put it out there and let people know who you are, what you make doing it. So stay tuned here at just the news and John Solomon reports. That's what we're going to do. Now we're going to take that quick commercial break with our great customers. The people we love uh, our great advertisers, their services, their products. If you want to uh, support the news and reporting, and facts that we generate at justthenews.com at John Solomon Reports. You can do so easily by just helping the people you're about to hear from, the advertisers, the sponsors. They have incredible products and services. They make our show possible, whether it's Kansas City Stakes or Ancestry.com or Bambi, a great HR agency. So many more. Birch Gold, who we had on this, who were kind enough to come on the show earlier this week and help us walk through some of the economics of the current climate we're in. These are great people. They love our content. They love our show. They make it possible. And the best way you can thank them and support Just the News is by buying their products and services. Grab a stake, grab grab an ancestry.com kit, get the Birch Gold 20 page uh, memo and learn how you can bring your uh, retirement uh, portfolio into the gold and silver market uh, for stability and and uncertain times. Find out how you can Get a better HR solution at your business with Bambi. So many amazing advertisers here. Support them because they support us. Thank you for doing that. We're going to go to that commercial break. When we come back, Dennis Prager, the one and only, yes, Prager, you. Great thinker, great writer, great lecturer, great show host uh, joining us in just a few seconds. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, one of the biggest thinkers on the conservative side, a, a host, a educator, founder of PragerU, the one and only Dennis Prager. Dennis, welcome to the show. Wow. Uh, that
1: was that was quite an introduction. I'm intimidated.
0: <laughs> sure, you are. You've only been fighting with the big tech guys for years. That wasn't intimidating. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Okay, fair enough.
0: Uh, it is. Um, in fact, I'm just amazed at the the the, the battle between you and TikTok uh, and PragerU and YouTube. Before a lot of us realized that this cancel culture was about to move across the country, you were you were one of the earliest targets and one of the earliest fighters. Bring us up to speed on where your battles with YouTube and TikTok are right now.
1: I, I just want to first comment on uh, how we were an early target.
0: Please. Uh,
1: uh, as my uh, co-founder, Alan Estrin, uh, puts it, uh, we we were the canary in the mine. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the miners didn't understand the analogy. So for those of your listeners who don't know, it's a very famous analogy. Right. Apparently canaries are more susceptible to noxious fumes and they die quickly when they, they're present in a mine. So it's a warning to the miners, uh-oh, the canary is dying, you better fight those fumes or you'll die. Oh, you'll die, right? But uh, th- this was uh it, it was dismissed by most conservatives and I'm not blaming them, it's human nature unfortunately. Well, it's very sad what they're doing to or you, but you know, it's not it's not a national calamity. The Wall Street Journal had three editorials on it. They understood how serious it was. Interestingly, right? Uh, but generally speaking, it, people tend to dismiss the problems of others as the other's problem. That that's that's the way people work. Yep. That, way Ma- to, that, yeah. that way they don't human That way, and they don't want to fight. People nope. don't like to fight. So uh, now, what happened to us? Uh, is happening all over, uh, as is well-known. It's called cancel culture. I don't like the name because it doesn't blame the left. It's leftist culture. It should be called leftist culture. There is no example in the history of the left that they've not suppressed speech when they have power. Whether it's the college campus in the United States or it was Lenin in the Soviet Union, there is no example of the left being in power whether it's at a university or a nation, and not suppressing dissent. There is, again, no example. I've studied the left my whole life. I was at the Russian Institute at Columbia University. I spent time in communist countries a lot of time. Right. It is not true for liberals. Liberals allow dissent, but liberals vote for the left. Liberals are the biggest fools of all. They're not bad people, but they're the most foolish. The left is evil, the right is uh, is mostly comatose but awakening and, the, and but the liberal votes left with the rare exceptions of an Alan Dershowitz or, or a David Dave Rubin and so on. right. That is the tragedy of our time that liberals don't understand the mortal threat the left poses to liberalism. Liberals believe in free speech, the left doesn't. So they suppressed us. You can watch my testimony in the U.S. Senate right. uh, on YouTube. Uh, they, they haven't uh, they, to, uh, they haven't censored
0: that one yet, have they?
1: No, I, oddly enough, it's very <laughs> bizarre. It's not it's not predictable. Right. But about a hundred a hundred of our four hundred fifty videos are uh, are in fact uh, on the restricted list, uh, meaning that Google has made it impossible for any home that has filters against pornography and violence watch a PragerU video or a school or a library and of course every one of our videos is is okay for kids we think of kids when we when we make the videos right uh, but uh, you, you should the uh what is it what is it the american uh oh, i forgot well but a prominent uh, left wing magazine is doing a series of articles on us this week oh american prospect and Yes, thank you, thank you. I'm very touched <laughs> that you. you would know, and I don't even know. I'm, you know, I'm inured. The truth is, I'm inured to criticism. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, uh, it, it, I, I've been vaccinated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about that?
1: I, I, I have. I'm vaccinated against yeah. the tax. So uh, anyway, yes, the the one of the experiment? The American experiment? Is that is that it? Yeah. So they, uh, they. It's so fascinating, you know what they attacked us for? They can't there's nothing attackable. I mean, you could disagree with us, but we we're, we're very responsible in every one of our videos and so they attacked us it's it really it's it's very enlightening uh for teaching young kids to love America yeah I we're imagine actually are actually criticized for that. So that's that. So TikTok has now removed us, and they mentioned that in the article. In in, in on the left, they're proud of TikTok. we but of course, they never tell you why did we actually say that merits removal?
0: Right, you never get an answer to that. It's just that never, you were dangerous, never, right? You never were dangerous. get
1: an answer. Yeah. Well, we are dangerous. They're right about that. <laughs> I agree with that.
0: We're yes, very dangerous. You are indeed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. I was talking to a a fellow publisher not too long ago and I asked, you know, why do you think they started? Because it really is started. I think you were 19 is when the first real silliness started with PragerU, which is about a year and a half before we all started to see this wave last fall and into the, into the uh, this year when it's become, you know, extreme censorship. But the, um, and, and one or two people said to me, the reason why is that uh, Dennis Prager went on the turf of what liberals thought was their business—the young people, the minds of young people. Once you started targeting targeting young people with conservative and pro American ideas, they felt like you were infringing on their franchise that they owned a whole generation of young, and that's why that's, you got the first snapback. Uh,
1: yeah, whoever told you that was astute. That's really,
0: right. very perceptive, and uh, and I look back yeah. now and uh, and see. How has it made it more challenging for you to deliver your lessons, your message, your your conservatism, your well, love for America? Is. Of
1: course, it is, and and it's not just TikTok. I mean, you know, Shadow Band on Facebook, uh, it, it's ubiquitous. Uh, so uh, it, it it is a challenge. They don't allow us to advertise as much. We have a huge budget for marketing. Uh, I've always uh, believed in my life, uh, and all this is going to sound. Um, uh, grandiose, I, I I acknowledge that, but I'll I'll live with it. Uh, I I've always felt, and I mean since high school, I wrote it in my journal, uh, that I have I have had a cure for for cancer, and that the biggest problem was getting it getting the news out to to human beings. Wow. So uh, I still feel that I I have not wavered. One iota in that but I have there's a moral cancer always in the human species,, sure. and that I have an antidote, and the antidote are American values and judeo christian values that those are the antidotes it's not it's not complex yeah. if people live by by that, if people live just by what they used to call middle class values, uh graduate high school, get a job, get married, and have children after you marry that will solve 95% of america's problems
0: how about that it's uh it's a remarkable thing that the thing that is at the uh, the value that's at the core of america liberty and freedom is the thing that's most under assault today freedom of speech freedom of assembly in the middle of a pandemic um uh freedom of association freedom to compete only against g- women if you're a woman and men against men uh in sports if you so choose uh, why do you think uh, a, a concept that's been so endemic to the American experience suddenly is taken so much for granted? People actually aren't cry, crying out about, you know, we have Germans and Mexicans and other world leaders, you know, decrying what America is doing. But there's not that big of an outcry in America itself. What happened that made freedom so casually appreciated, uh, do you think?
1: It's wonderful question. The, the uh... In a nutshell, and I knew this. I'm a baby boomer, and I knew this when I was not a baby, but when I was very young, because I started lecturing. I have a very odd life. I started lecturing at 21. No, really? My, wow! Yeah, I first, didn't know that. My first, yeah, my first book came out at 25, and it's still it's still in print. How about so that? I, I it started very early, and I and I used to tell audiences. Obviously, they were all older than me. And I'd say, you know, you have a wonderful generation. They became known as the greatest generation. But I said, you have a wonderful generation, but you made a very terrible error. You, you gave us everything you didn't have, stability, peace, and, and prosperity, and you know, affluence. But you didn't give us what you did have which was a love and appreciation of America and of its values. And I don't know how they reacted, but it's undeniable that after World War II, the generation born then was not taught freedom. Freedom is not an instinct. Freedom is a value. That's why we have a Statue of Liberty. We don't have a Statue of Breathing. Right. Breathing, is, breathing is natural. Right. Liberty is a value, and very few people value it. Uh, the, the, the pandemic showed. Most, most Americans uh, value uh, safety over freedom. I don't. I value freedom above all. Not anarchy, freedom. You tell people what what the issues are you you level with them about the risks, and then they they decide why how to live their lives. Why children could not go to school it was, was a crime is a total crime uh in in this country, but uh, liberty is again not a value. People will trade in their souls for a free lunch. <laughs>
0: It's a scary thing isn't it the the uh, and uh, it seems as though they've mesmerized or uh, hypnotized an entire generation of America that anything you can get for free from the government is a good thing even if it means acceding That's right. your your freedom and um and you know the generations before us going all the way back to the great and Anim- manifest destiny all the way back to the the revolutionaries who who gave us this great country they knew that uh freedom was something you had to fight for work for and you couldn't take for granted. And it's just amazing to, in my lifetime, to see the transformation. Because when I was young, you would hardly find a person who didn't think that uh, freedom was the greatest gift we had been given in this country. And you'd be hard fight to, uh, hard, uh, uh, to find a person who wouldn't fight to keep that freedom against all uh, uh, cost. And today we seem to, you know, particularly, I guess, maybe after nine eleven is when I first noticed people were willing to trade a little bit of freedom at that time. It was for... the the panacea of government safety from terrorism, and it just kept encroaching the size of government, the size of taxes, the size of court rulings. Um, Is there a moment, a cardiac shock moment, where we can bring the paddles out? Do you see that moment coming where we bring the paddles out and we shock Americans and say, let's get your heart back to where it always was, loving freedom, or have we passed the tipping point?
1: 45% of young Americans, according to Pew, Yeah. Uh, Do do not believe in free speech for hate speech, Mm. which, of course, uh, is moronic. That's the whole point of free speech, that it allows hate speech. Nobody's against love speech. (laughs) So they they, they don't understand how stupid a position it is. I'm for free speech, but not for hate speech. Because what, listen, I consider all left-wing speech hate speech, but I'm not for banning it. Right. The left is the source of 99% of the hate in this country. And they foment hate. They foment interracial hate, intergenerational hate, inter economic class hate. But it doesn't even occur to me to ban them. In fact, I invite them on my radio show, but they never show up. Yeah. They never debate it. People never don't notice that.
0: Isn't that amazing? Leftists don't, yeah.
1: leftists don't debate. No, they, they don't can't want you. Debate.
0: They want to cancel you and not debate you.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, they lose. Whenever they debate, they lose. Yeah, Because nothing they say is based on on reason or truth. It's it's based on passion. America is not a systemically racist country. Men do not give birth. Asian Americans are attacked more by blacks than by whites. I mean, every fact goes against the left.
0: How have they gotten so good? I mean, this is a, a term I've been hearing a lot and talking about myself a lot. How does the left do do such a good job of owning the narrative? When I was a young reporter at the AP, it always seemed like conservatives had the better platforms, whether it was talk radio or uh, direct mail, if you want to go back a little earlier, uh, the early success of Fox News before the other imitators on the left came with MSNBC and others. Um, today, it seems as though conservatives have a very difficult time uh, and owning the narrative is perhaps a pejorative term, but getting a fair shake on the narrative in, in the country today. I mean, Donald Trump spent his whole presidency defending against things that it turned out weren't true. Um, how did the left get so good at controlling, owning the narrative and, and where do conservatives need to go to try to get the fight back on even ground?
1: Well, gradually they they owned every medium. They, uh, the Hollywood, news media, Universities now, high schools and elementary schools, uh, it, it and and all of that emanates from academia. The the wherever vast numbers of citizens go to universities, right? The country is more left wing. The, the uh, there were two tragedies starting with the fifties: college and television. They both made Americans dumb.
0: How about that? Be hard pressed to get. Prior, uh, uh, prior,
1: yeah. Prior prior to world war two, you didn't have TV or right? college.
0: Yeah. Yep. That, that TV became a trans uh, fixture for, for um, uh, converting our values or changing our values over time. And, uh and i guess and, those, and
1: making you stupid most yeah. television shows are just stupid yeah
0: they're not there yeah, for the intellectual and, and benefit
1: yeah yeah that's right yeah. yeah like mtv mtv is a total wasteland it, it it truly uh it truly inhibited the growth of a generation of americans
0: it's it is remarkable and now we've got a million types of mtv in all the streaming places where content flows to our kids that we don't even see most of the time. What is the answer? I mean, when I think of Dennis Prager, I always think of a guy who has solutions, who's been thinking through and has the tactics and the solutions. When you're in a defensive crouch, like even your great products are right now that you're not allowed to have free distribution of your free ideas, um, where do you go and are you heartened by the sounds that Justice Clarence Thomas has been making where he seems to almost be inviting a case to be brought to the Supreme Court uh, to challenge uh, some of the immunity and control that uh, big tech and big media have over American conversation. Is the courts going to be the solution or do you have an even better idea?
1: There are many solutions, but the one most directly for your listeners is that they have to one day awaken and get the courage to speak out, because uh, the the left successfully frightens people into silence, and uh, at some point you can't sell your soul and sleep well so i i i at some point people just have to speak out because there are a hundred million of us at least, yeah.
0: That's right, it's a big audience,
1: but you would never you would never know it because at a at a school board meeting or on Facebook or on Twitter, there's such a dominance of the nihilistic left, but you have to speak out, and at the very least you have to help those who do speak out, so people have to help your broadcast, they have to help figure you, they have to buy advertisers on talk radio. Yeah, that's
0: an important there,
1: role. There there's a, there's a vast amount that
0: people can do. Yeah. It's actually in our hands to to address this. It's it's really about well, I mean, say what you want about the liberals and about George Soros, but they put their money where their mouth is. They have not only taken their views and tried to impose them. They they work hard to impose them and um and I studied a lot of the Soros network and forget the difference in the values, right? Everyone's going to debate and either you like Liberalism, or you don't. If you like conservatism, you don't. But you have to admire the tenacity, the corporate-like structure that the Soros institutions and others like them created. They they made a corporate form of politics that really took over the country. And the the uh, it's been a long time since the right has had the organizations, and the willpower and the 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 body masses to fight back. Do you think we're getting at that point where? Uh, the word woke might actually be used for the right because people are awakening and not liking the country they woke up in today.
1: <laughs> well, they wouldn't use
0: woke. woke. conservatives, they, yes.
1: They, 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 would use, they would use awakened.
0: Awakened, that's exactly right. Yes, we should at least use proper language. <laughs> that would be fun. That yes. would be um, but Well.
1: I, you are a joy, my friend. Well, I, I want the, I want people to know about you. You're doing great work.
0: Uh, thank you, sir, and thank you for all you do to stand up for your values and for free speech in America. We're we're going to be watching uh, your your great. fight very closely. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you again. All right, folks, we've been blessed to be talking to the one and only Dennis Prager about all that is going on in the world uh, and in his particular world. We're going to go to quick commercial break when we come back. We'll wrap things up for the day. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks. That wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for joining us, for making this show a success. We've had millions upon millions of listeners now. We're so grateful for that. Uh, It almost blows me away to think that many millions of people listen to this and share this. Uh, Every time you share it with a friend, every time you encourage them to subscribe on Apple, or if they come to the website, Art19, Our Player, uh, or uh, Pandora, all the great places that carry the show, you're spreading the incredible journalism of JustTheNews.com. We're thankful. I'm grateful. I'm humbled for all you do. If you support our advertisers, I say thank you. If you Share a fact off of one of our digging tool parts on one of our stories. If you share a link of our story, if you socialize our story, you're contributing in ways big and small to the community that we now know as Just the News, whether it's the Just the News VIP club, uh, John Solomon Reports audience, the incredible folks at Real America's Voice and the TV shows we now have with Sophie Mann, David Brody. There's talk, I might start a TV show. Gosh, I can't even think about that. It's crazy. But we're grateful. We thank you, and we ask that God bless you tonight, and God bless this amazing country, the United States of America, as he always has, because he has. And uh, as dark the times are today seem, uh, we're going to get through this period as a stronger country, and uh, we'll get through silliness of cancel culture and hatred and defunding police and back to a brighter era in America. I'm certain of it because that is our calling and that is God's will for this amazing country. So we'll be back tomorrow. I hope you're having a good time. If you're on vacation because it's Easter break week uh, or spring break week, I hope you're enjoying that amazing family you uh, get to cherish. If you're with friends, have a toast from me. Let, me know, let them know that how much I appreciate all you do to make the Just the News brand and John Solomon Reports possible. All right, folks, that's it for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast. From justthenews.com.